free up and run inside. Lock your doors and turn on the lights. It's finally time for the forever Boogies Halloween Podcast. Welcome, ghosts and ghouls, to the forever Boogies Halloween season. I am your ghoulish host, Bryce Shoemaker, a.k.a. B-Boy Spooky Bryce. Looking at my best ghoul friend over here, Jamie Killsby, a.k.a. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Scary David for this scary month. Scary David. That's- for the whole month? Well, let's feel it out for this episode. We'll <laughs> okay. see how it works. Okay, Scary David. <laughs> That's my costume. <laughs> scary David. It's pretty scary, David. It's pretty Thank scary. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so that's just kind of a costume. You can, it's fun to change your name for the month. Just change your name. Oh, why and, not? and you could be that person and you don't have any debt and <laughs> nobody knows where you live. Are you stealing like a dead man's identity or something? Yeah. I don't know, oh, yeah. I don't know if I would do that. You never know what kind of debt that person had. Bryce, let me ask you a question. What's wrong? <laughs> have you, everything's fine. But okay, I do okay. want to ask you a question. Did okay. you know that the average human eats 400 spiders a year in their sleep? Did you know that? I did know that. I have caught myself eating one. Like I woke myself up eating one. I don't know if it was a spider, but it was an insect of sorts. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I do believe that fact. And I and I knew that. 400 spiders a year. <laughs> that's a lot. I wish Down I could the do the, mouth. the average. Like maybe okay. one a year or something. No, that's, that, that's, that's like 200 two, years. That, that's almost. That's like, that's that's like one what, a 20 night. 20 a year? <laughs> and sometimes twice in your birthday. And Christmas and Easter, you get two spiders. <laughs> birthday you know spider. You know what's scarier than that, than a birthday spider? Uh-huh. Is uh, uh, Halloween costumes. Yeah, especially if you don't have one in place yet, and Halloween's right around the corner. That's you're even scarier. Around, you're going back and forth. You're going to Spirit Halloween. You're going to Party City. What's the... Oh, Halloween City, the shittier yes. version. <laughs> and, and it's so busy because it's like October uh, 20th or whatever the fuck. But look it, we got you covered. We got the we scoop. Do. On Halloween costumes this year. That's early right. Early on in the season. That damn right. So we're hoping to give you some ideas because today on the Forever Boogus Halloween podcast, we're covering rad costumes that characters wore in TV shows and movies. Yes, you worded that really well because I don't want people to confuse the fact that we're talking about costumes of characters from TVs and movies. Yes. Uh, TVs and movies. Wow. We're talking about costumes that were worn by characters in Film and television. Exactly. Some of the best. Some of the best. You're absolutely right. Some of our right. favorite. You're absolutely right. So I am covering the TV shows and Jamie, or sorry, Scary David. Yeah. <laughs> you're covering movies. I'm already kind of not into that name, but we'll just You sure you it. want to go back and redo it? No, I, it's, I'm Scary David. <laughs> you're stuck with Scary David. All hey, right, I'm let's scary do it, man. David. Let's jump into these rad costumes worn by TV show and movie characters. So I really wanted to start off my list with a banger uh, just to get the Halloween season kicked off here. And Roseanne is like the queen of Halloween, at least Halloween specials when it comes to sitcoms. Yeah, throughout the 90s, she was, I mean, you could do a whole episode just on costumes from Roseanne. Easily, easily. But there were two that stood out for me at least. One of them, uh, it came from their, I believe there was their second Halloween special. But Dan uh, from Roseanne went to the party slash like haunted house dressed up as all three Stooges. Oh, hell yeah. I remember that one. He had a, <laughs> he had a, I think he was Mo and then he had paper mache of Larry and Curly. Yeah, their heads like, like a bust oh, uh, yeah. connected to his shoulders. And on top of that, he did some amazing impressions of all three of them, like interacting with one another. Yeah, uh, he fucking rules. Yes, um, he does. He's in great. real life, the he's, character and yeah. in real life. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, the character is he's like one of the best dads on on television. I agree, uh, especially sitcoms. But uh, yeah, as an actor, he fucking rules, man. He, he you know, the, the, <laughs> the show is called Roseanne, but could you imagine it without him? No, you can't. I mean, even with the the current Connors, if it didn't have him, I, I don't think anybody would watch. I mean, there's still some pretty good supporting actors, but man, you can't you can't beat Dan. Can't beat aside, Dan. Aside from uh, that great costume that you just mentioned. I do want to put a worm, uh, spooky worm, in the <laughs> listeners' ears. Um, okay. If you don't already have uh, the Roseanne Halloween specials queued up into your 
Halloween uh, playlist, rotation, mm-hmm. whatever, what have you. You really need to do that. The, they're some of the best Halloween TV specials. Agreed. Of all time. I know that she's kind of currently not the most favorable character. You know, no. But, and, uh, and even in, in real life. But she is the queen of Halloween specials. And yes. I mean, I don't know. I, th- I think a lot of people would agree with me. But I, but you're right. If you don't have them queued up, are you even Halloweening right? Yeah, you got. They <laughs> actually make a DVD that's if you're still buying DVDs, uh, that was pretty cheap on Amazon. It's like six bucks or something. That's all the Roseanne Halloween episodes, all on one convenient DVD, which is great because, like, yeah, it's all you really need. Yep. And then uh, I just want to piggyback off that pick because, as you said, there are a bunch of costumes that are worth talking about, but. DJ from Roseanne dressed up as the Alpha Alpha Terminator. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. I, I love this because like he comes out dressed up as Alpha Alpha. I'm pretty sure like Roseanne convinced him to do so because DJ did not even know who Alpha Alpha was. Yeah. And uh, like DJ was getting all like pissed off because like this is stupid. I want to be the other. I want to dress up as the other character. And she's like, fine, do whatever you want. And he comes back out with like this huge gun, this like leather jacket, boots, and he still has the stupid alpha alpha antenna. I mean, the, the little hair thing yep. sticking up. I, yep. I love that image so man. much. The cowlick, uh, exactly. You know what? I, I uh, My favorite DJ costume is he's the ninja in the-, the tu- Oh, yeah, from the first one. Yes, the, the undead ninja. What is it? The Tunnel of Terror or whatever? Or- That's it. The tunnel, tunnel of Terror. terror. Because his dad is doing his voice and he's just blah, 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 yes. blah, with his mouth but the voice is <laughs> welcome to the tunnel of terror I love that. and imagine going to a haunted house and being greeted by a ninja <laughs> an undead ninja i would be a little scared yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like uh it's called ninja ninja three the domination it's about a the woman ninja, ninja? Possession. yes yeah i love that yeah. movie it's great yep um that actually kind of timeline takes me into something that i want to talk about okay. costume wise which is, I can't start any Halloween season without uh, 1995's Casper. Yes. <laughs> okay, you've talked a lot about this on the show, even when it's yeah. not even Halloween related. So, okay, you got to tell me what costumes you see in this movie. There's a lot of costumes in this movie, but uh, yes, if you don't have another harsh recommendation for your Halloween playlist. If you don't have Casper 1995 directed by Brad Silberling <laughs> in your Halloween playlist, you need to have that. Um, so the costume, it, it's its a Halloween movie that takes place on Halloween and around Halloween. So that that just wins points. Absolutely. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, and there's so many costumes because there's a there's a Halloween party in, in the film. But uh, the one that I wanted to focus on was the costume that the characters Amber and Vic aren't they like uh, kind of the bad guys or like kind of the yeah yeah uh, the so, stuck so up Amber kids? Amber is like this bratty bitch oh, fuck she's like eight years old but uh, <laughs> uh, right in the beginning of the film when Cat first is introduced to the new school uh, they're planning on the Halloween party and this kid like really presumptively over you know they 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 learn that cat is now living in whipstaff manor which is this haunted house in friendship maine and um this kid in class is like hey yo teach this this girl she just said that she lives in that haunted mansion and we need a new place for our halloween party this year why is he talking to the teacher about this i never understood uh, that <laughs> yeah well he, he but he like why are you assuming that she's okay with that? Yes, that he, too. He, yeah, he, he's like making like she got this dope, scary mansion, and we gotta have a dope party. But you're the new kid, so what do you say to that? Uh, all right, I, I guess so. Yeah, actually, I guess that's what the the screenwriter was hoping to get across is that she was looking for friends, so she'd be happy to do sure. it. Sure, but and, and for me, I'm like, don't invite yourself to my house. So then we're introduced to Amber in that same scene because Amber's kind of like the the bratty, snotty girl. And she goes, well, we're supposed to have the party at my parents' boathouse. <laughs> um, what kind of par- a haunted boathouse? That well, actually, that could lame. be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Compared to a haunted uh, mansion? Fuck that. So so Amber uh, is pretty much, you know, right there, uh, placed in the position of the, the bad, the, the protagonist. Yes. The antagonist. Exactly, the exactly. And... Um, so she sends uh, Vic, her boyfriend, over to Kat's house, who's like kind of – I guess if you're a kid in the 90s, he's like a hunk, I guess. And um, 
you know, he kind of fake flirts with her, and this is all a scheme because the because uh, Amber wants to to prank her to prank Cat really bad yes. at her house in the Halloween party. She wants so to get their back. idea, yeah, she wants to get exactly, back. Yeah. Their idea is a costume, and that's why I bring this up in her costume because they make a couple's costume for a prank that is. Amber, the the snotty girl, sitting on her boyfriend Vic's shoulders, and they're they're dressed as this big, tall, giant ghost. Um, and naturally, as 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 it should be, uh, the uncles uh, who you are Casper's uncles, yes. you know, burping, farting, and in another timeline, <laughs> maybe saying some racist shit. I don't know. They're just not. They're not supposed to be great. They're not very PC. <laughs> oh yeah, if this was a real life, these like shitty uncles from the 1800s you think they would be nice to people of all different cultures no. i don't know but anyway they they scare her the prank goes wrong she comes out she she bashes her skull and and uh vic keeps running and amber's getting dragged behind so it's, it's a great costume yes, it is. a great prank uh but gone wrong because of the three uncles and i'm not saying i don't like the uncles i'm just saying i think they'd probably be a little racist uh, I, i'm not a big fan of the uncles but that's besides the point you should definitely have the casper movie on your halloween playlist that's for sure and think about a couple's <laughs> costume where your um significant other is sitting on your shoulders and you're a big tall ghost <laughs> yes i have never came across a, a, a ghost that is that tall but i don't know we'll see when the tallest man in the world dies and see what, what happens with that yeah. <laughs> I think he's that Asian basketball player. Yes, there you go. I forgot yeah. his name. When but he dies, right. he's he's gonna fucking he's gonna haunt, haunt some that people. Place. It's gonna suck. Yeah. It's gonna be terrifying. Uh, but another thing that should be on your Halloween playlist is the Adventures of Pete and Pete Halloween special, Halloweenies. Mm-hmm. Always. That, it's it's honestly one of my favorite Halloween specials for multiple reasons that I don't want to get into because we're talking about the costumes here in this episode. And yeah, we could do a whole episode on that episode, but absolutely. let's just focus on the costumes. Absolutely. And I'm talking about the three costumes that were worn by the pumpkin eaters. Yeah, man. And I'm sure that name may not ring a bell because you don't really find out that name until a little bit later on in the episode. But these are the three people, like the villains, who wear these really cool carved jack-o'-lanterns as heads. And the designs alone are rad as fuck. Like one of them oh, yeah. has like a like a one eyeball with all these jagged teeth, and um, I really want to like uh, cite what Big Pete says during the beginning of this episode because I feel like it really defines my feeling for Halloween. But I'll wait for that for for another time. But uh, Big Pete does say that the pumpkin eaters is the pretty much turns Halloween into Halloween because they go oh, yeah. around tormenting all the trick or treaters. And I, I just love it so much because the, the jack-o'-lanterns have such cool designs. They have these weird kind of voices that, that they use. And come to find out, it's like, it's Endless Mike, who's the, the leader of, of the pumpkin eaters. Endless Mike Hellstrom. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I have a few things with this. And this is great because, like you said, it's a great costume. And and it's very iconic imagery. Mm-hmm. The, the carving of the jack-o'-lanterns that are on the head. Um, and, and it also just nails down that perfect vibe of, you know, where you go when you hit that age where you're kind of too old in society's eyes, you're you're too old to to be partaking in trick or treating. Yeah. But so, so which way do you go? Do you go the way of Big Pete where you just try to recede? Yep. Or do you go the way of Endless Mike Hellstrom where you try to cause hell on earth? And, uh, my, my first Halloween when I was too old, quote unquote, to really partake, I just, I, I think it. Friends and I like got stole some beers and uh, <laughs> hung out in the cemetery and just like listened to the Misfits and like yeah man. Now, now you sound like those teenagers from uh, that Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, the Twisted Claw. Yeah. Like they're hanging out by the the graveyard with like these weird kind of half masks on, just causing oh, hell yeah. just causing terror of anybody who passes by. <laughs> I also want to mention that when I saw Polaris, the the band who plays all of the music for the show, Pete and Pete, uh-huh. I saw them perform in Brooklyn. Uh, there were a few people. Some in October, and so there were a few people in the audience with the uh, pumpkin eaters. Those, oh yeah, no way! Eaters. That is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. It, it was wonderful. So I'm going to go with a with a uh, one that's off the cuff a little bit. Okay. If you're a Halloweeny, you know it might not be in your Halloween playlist, but I, I can argue that it's gr- it, it's great for early on in the month when maybe you're not fully in the spirit yet, but you want to like start getting weaseling there. your way into it. Yeah. So I want to talk about 2004's Mark Waters directed Mean Girls. 
<laughs> okay, this is really yeah. out of left field. I, I don't yeah. really remember much about the costumes in this movie. Please fill me in. Yeah, so the, the, the thing about Mean Girls is that it it shows a whole lot of a year. There's a Christmas pageant and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Okay. But at, at one part, one pivotal part, and it shot really well, is a Halloween party. Okay. And there are great costumes in this. And, and I this came out in 2004. I was in high school at this time. I knew these girls. I was friends with these people. I knew the people at the parties uh, in the film. So I, I felt like it was a proper representation of life at that time. <laughs> okay. And what wonderful co- – I mean, this is honestly – for a movie that's not explicitly a Halloween movie, it just happens to have a scene that takes place on Halloween – this is one of the most iconic Halloween costumes in film post year 2000 in my opinion. Damn, okay. And I don't remember. I don't remember the costume here. So they uh this is starring Lindsay Lohan yes. and this is Lindsay Lohan's first non-Disney starring role and it's her second collaboration with the director Mark Waters after they did Freaky Friday together. Okay. Uh so Lindsay Lohan's character, Katie, C-A-D-Y, pronounced Katie as in Katie, but whatever, <laughs> you know. Uh, whatever. So she shows up to this Halloween party and she has this great little uh, inner dialogue that says when you become – essentially, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to squish it down a bit here and truncate it. But it essentially is when you're a teenager, Halloween's an excuse for girls to dress really slutty and – Apparently, nobody told me that. So, all the girls <laughs> at this party are dressed like Playboy bunnies and in in lingerie. And some of them are, like, almost half naked and just wearing bunny ears. Wow. What are you supposed to be? I'm a bunny. But Lindsay Lohan, she didn't catch that note. Nobody told her that it's a day to dress like a, like a whore with no ramifications. So, she's dressed <laughs> like a straight-up ghoul. Whoa. And, I'm actually looking at the photo I, right now. Yeah, Holy no, the, dude, this, is, this is one of the most iconic Halloween costumes in film post-year 2000. I'll put my money down on that. Maybe, maybe I don't want to go, whatever, I don't want to go too far, but top five for sure. <laughs> and uh, so for you, for those of you who haven't seen uh, Mean Girls, you, you should. It's, it's a funny film and it will ease you into the early Halloween spirit okay. because there's a Halloween scene there. So, she, you know, she walks in and she's got this dead bride ghoul set up with these big giant fake teeth and this blood <laughs> and dark makeup looking like she's a corpse and she's go- kind of going to this party with the intent of flirting on a guy with a guy uh meanwhile all her friends are dressed really skanky and uh <laughs> and they're so like she's, what the hell <laughs> exactly exactly she's feeling kind of out of place and uh you know the antagonist of the film uses this as an opportunity to sort of uh tell her crush that yeah, she's like really weird. You know? she, <laughs> Damn. she has like a shrine of you, and which she doesn't, but it's very easy to believe in that moment yes. because she's she a ghoul. Up dressed like a straight up ghoul. Yes. But this is a great costume. Shout out to Katie for you know because that's that's the thing. The, the main takeaway from this is you look at a, a Halloween party from the early two thousands with a bunch of like teenage girls, right? Uh, if you're a teenage guy, which one is going to catch your attention more? Like the one with her ass hanging out or the one who is in full Halloween spirit and dressed Well, like it depends uh, what kind of guy you're trying to attract. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's actually kind of funny because my uh, fiance, Amy, uh, during her eighth grade Halloween dance, uh, she did not get the memo that nobody – like people were too old to dress up for things like that. She went all out and dressed up as a robot. And then like, you know, the boxes, she spray painted silver, she painted her face, she had all these lights and stuff. She has a photo of it. It's an amazing it's, costume. But that's very nobody similar. That's else. very similar to Mean Girls. Exactly. Uh, and nobody else dressed up. This is her dead bride ghoul costume, wonderful <laughs> early 2000s costume and film. She self-describes it as a zombie ex-wife in the movie. Okay. Check out Mean Girls. If you're okay. not fully in the spirit yet, uh, maybe it's a little something that'll ease you in. Some early 2000s joy. Perfect. Right perfect. Well, as we're getting more into the season, you should definitely check out my next pick, which is one of the home improvement episodes called The Haunted, The Haunting of Taylor House. And I wanted to focus, I mean, there are many costumes here, like uh, Tim, the tool man, Taylor, dress ups, dress ups as like a zombie ant. And uh, that's pretty funny. There's a few other costumes that are worth mentioning, but I wanted to focus on Wilson's costume. And he dressed up as this really rad mummy. Yeah, Wilson's great. 
I was hoping that he was going to be Mechanic from Masters of the Universe so he could look over the top of the fence finally. That but would be amazing. No, no luck. No, no yeah. luck. And it's funny with this costume because, I mean, Mummy is very appropriate because you're wrapping up your entire face. You can't see what you look like. Oh, but yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The Mummy, like, is wrapped up all the way except for his eyes and he's wearing, like, his floppy hat. That You know, his iconic floppy hat with yeah. his entire Mummy costume. But, uh, so Sean from Boy Meets World is actually in this episode. And I don't know, I forgot what his name was, like his character's name was, but I, even as a kid until now, I just considered him to be Sean in almost anything around that area, that around that era of the 90s. Does he kind of play himself in it? Like, does he have the same attitude a little he bit? Kind or, of. Or like, he's more of like an asshole in, in uh, this okay. than he was in Boy Meets World, but he's pretty close. But anyway, Sean uh, from Boy Meets World steals Brad's girlfriend, but still somehow shows up to Brad's party. Like, I don't know if he was invited or not, but... Wait a second, dude. I think we just fucking did something big here. Oh, no. Because, you know, no, not bad. Okay, this okay. Because I forgot <laughs> to fucking mention my first pick, uh, Casper, Amber's costume. Yeah. What she, she didn't act a whole lot, but what she did after that is she acted as Brad's girlfriend on <gasps> fucking Home Improvement. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. Look at this Holy overlap. <laughs> this, this girl is appearing so many times. That is amazing. Okay. I, got, maybe. I, got, I got 90s chills. Yeah, you do. <laughs> that nostalgia <laughs> blast. Uh, <laughs> maybe, Sorry to cut you off. I just had no, to No, you're good. Maybe she'll show up again in one of our picks later. That's, that's, I did not put two and two together. That's amazing. We should contact her with a Ouija board if not. We really should. So um, Sean is being like a total dick to everybody, like including Jill and Tim, the, the parents. And uh, Tim, during like the beginning of the episode, was putting together a uh, haunted house in his basement called the Catacombs of Terror. Kind of like the Tunnel of Terror. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of like it a little less just because of like how minimal uh, it was. Yeah. But anyway. A little I, gimmick I, infringement there. Yes. <laughs> so Tim brings all of the kids down to the Catacombs of Terror. There's like these little jump scares. It was kind of lame. Sean from Boy Meets World wasn't buying it. He was actually giving Tim like some lip about how like stupid it was and how it's going to fall apart because he's seen his uh, his TV show and he can't do anything right. And about that time, Wilson comes out of nowhere in this mummy outfit, grabs Sean, and then begins to like start pulling him up in the air because he's um, Wilson's like attached to like this wire uh, that makes him like kind of float. It is hilarious and amazing at the same time. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, bottled nostalgia here with my next pick, which is essentially um, giving somebody a nostalgic feeling. uh, You know, with this this, like Stranger Things. I'm not going to talk about Stranger Things, but, you know, making something set in the 80s. I see. Okay. But I think that this has done a whole hell of a lot better in encapsulating the 80s than Stranger Things. And that is... 2013's WNUF Halloween special. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Again, I, I always I feel like I give the listeners so much recommendations <laughs> that you can't possibly take them all in. It's not humanly possible. But hopefully you take in one or two that you haven't heard of. Uh, if you have not watched the WNUF Halloween special, fucking hell, man. This this is prime Halloween Feel good, nostalgia, goosebumps. Yes. This will, if this doesn't get you in the mood, I, I you're just not going to be in the mood the whole season. That's just you're absolutely right, and it's on my playlist every single time because they nail the Halloween aesthetic and the atmosphere to the T. And, right. and I guess just to give you a little bit of background, WNUF Halloween special is dealing with like a local broadcast, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to break into or at least go into this supposedly haunted house where these people got murdered at. And Frank, one of the announcers, is actually going in there to do the investigation. And some crazy shit happens throughout the entire special. Right. Highly, highly recommended. But there are also some great costumes in this. There's there's a lot of great costumes, you're right. But I, I the one that just kind of hits me the most, for some, or I should say the pair that hit me the most, are the main male and female uh Oh, news anchors? Anchor. anchor. Yes, yeah, news yes. Anchors. One's anchor like a witch women. and one's like a, a, yeah. a Dracula or a vampire. They got the, the male uh, anchor is just a classic Dracula. Yes. And, you know, with the smear of red going down the side <laughs> to look like blood and the fake widow's peak. And mm-hmm. and uh, and the female anchor is, is a witch, but they have the whole studio set up like it's Halloween. And, you know, when you're watching this film, they, they try to make it like you're watching – 
a, a VHS recording from the TV. Yes, when like this you, was you actually see, broadcast. like they, they fast forward through the commercials, or like it, it'll jump to a different channel and stuff. There's some fake commercials included, and it's it, it it really like if you put it on, if you're like if you're drunk enough, and someone told you like, hey, this was recorded from 1984. Out, yeah, you'd probably believe it because you you know it is very believable. They they yeah, are spot yeah. on. Yes, it does a really fucking good job. And if it doesn't get you in the mood for the Halloween spirit, I don't know what will. So I definitely <laughs> recommend this movie. But yeah, I want to highlight those costumes specifically because sometimes there's just nothing better than a classic. Uh, monster archetype like yes. the Dracula or the, the witch. witch or the mummy, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and these anchors just do such a good job of, of well, boo, howdy there, folks. It's <laughs> yes. Halloween once again. And, you know, he's dressed like Dracula. It's just wonderful. It's just, it's one of those simple costumes that just makes me smile so much. And I, I always want to do, I haven't done a classic Dracula costume since I was about three, but you I should I, pull I always, it off again. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why and not actually, revisit it? Uh, the, the, the Dracula in, Bram Stoker's Dracula, the original content, he has a mustache. So, oh, there I, you go. You're I, on your you way. Know, I'm on my way. <laughs> WNUF Halloween special. I love Check that. it out. Check it out. And that actually lines up perfectly with uh, this next costume. And uh, I'm sure all of the kids that grew up in the 80s and the 90s that got that had to stay home sick and watch, you know, that daytime television will remember Morton Downey Jr. Fuck. Yeah, you're you're homesick on that day. <laughs> yes, and uh, sometimes you prefer that you were wish, you wish you were at school because Morton Downey Jr. is like, in my opinion, not the best guy ever. But he did quite a few like Halloween specials where he tried to like debate different things like is horror movies too much for people? Um, debate religion, debate. Um, I think he even did like necrophilia at one point. It was really weird. But in this particular Halloween special I wanted to focus on, they were talking about religion. And he came out dressed up as Dracula. And it was kind of like your um, stereotypical one, kind of like uh, the news anchor we're talking about with WNUF. But it's like so fitting for Morton Downey Jr. It's so fitting. Well, I got to say two things about that. One, absolutely, you're right. I mean, if... if, if there's something about that classic Dracula, and it lines up with his persona and 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 his physical features as well. Yes, but your daytime staying home sick from school content is all messed up. You're <laughs> supposed to be watching Jerry Springer, <laughs> Jerry Springer, or maybe Sally Jesse Raphael, or Oprah I saw, came on I later. Saw, God, how old was I? I saw a rerun of Jerry Springer when I stayed home sick, <laughs> and I saw Guar. Whoa, Jerry Springer. And oh, I had perfect. I had not heard of them private prior to that, and so that that was a pretty big thing for me. A big eye really opener. We didn't have the internet back then, so I couldn't say I have to find everything out about these literal monsters. Yeah, that you're were like, just on TV. what the fuck is this? This is amazing. But yeah, it's, so it was just in the back of my head forever. Anyway, that's but, a but side track. I want to say that this really does line up with your, the WNUF pick because. Morton Downey Jr. did a little bit of acting, and he was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt called oh, Television fuck. Terror, which is kind of the same concept as WNUF. That's pretty great. I think I'm going to have to watch that. It's on my it's on my playlist. It's not really Halloween affiliated, but uh, Morton Downey Jr.'s uh, character is he's kind of like a news anchor or a broadcaster or something, and cool. he goes into this house that's presumably haunted, and some crazy things happen. So it's it definitely lines up with WNUF. It sounds almost exactly like WNUF. And, and I, I'm wondering if uh, that episode really kind of inspired the people who made WNUF. I'm sure it did. Yeah, they're they're big horror fans. I I uh, like I said, I talked to. The producer and screenwriter on Twitter sometimes, this guy Jimmy George, really nice guy, and he's totally in line with with all the horror. He knows what's up with that, so okay. I'm sure that this inspired him. I, I've actually gotten pretty, um, you know, you were talking, it doesn't actually take place on Halloween or whatever, but the the episode you were talking about, but I, I have become uh, very strict on my Halloween content that I take in throughout the month of October. <laughs> Me too. If it, like, because you could you could sit down and say. I'm why it's hey it's Halloween. I'm gonna watch uh you know it's October fifteenth. I'm gonna watch Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. That's fine. It's scary. It, that's it's a not summer Halloween, movie. But it's not. Yeah, it's summer movie. It's dealing with camping. That's a summer it's movie, not Halloween buddy. affiliated at all. Somebody's gonna say to me, "Oh, I'm gonna watch uh, I'm gonna watch a uh, gr- uh, shark movie for Halloween." Is it take place on Halloween? No. Get get the fuck <laughs> get out. out of here. Get out of here. We're not get friends. that shit the fuck out of here. <laughs> take it back. Drop it back off in the library's, 
you know, if you rented it from the library or whatever. Yes. <laughs> that's the only place you could rent movies anymore. But you, it sounds so, like you're going to have to make an exception with this one, though. <laughs> well, no, because my next costume uh-huh. is, is from a movie that takes place on Halloween. And that is 1993. Kenny Ortega's Hocus Pocus. <laughs> yeah, okay. one of the most... I think it's sort of becoming what uh, Christmas Story is to Christmas. Yes. I think Hocus Pocus is becoming that. You know, the way I that agree. they have that 48-hour that marathon of a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Now they're doing Hocus Pocus. And I don't think I have any problems with that. I don't I mean, at all. I could see some people saying, well, shouldn't it just be 1979 Halloween? No, mm, not really. Because it's le- that's movie. I love it. One of the best horror movies ever made. The original slasher, in my opinion. Yes, um, but it's not really family affiliated. It's not no, really it's, like. I mean, it, it hits the notes of the atmosphere of Halloween, but yeah. Hocus Pocus goes over the top. Like it is yeah. perfect, in yeah, my opinion, I, at least. It, it, in my wor- in my world, if I was king of the world, the movie that would be looped. 24 hours, 48 hours on Halloween would be Satan's little helper. But, you know, <laughs> that's just me. But Hocus Pocus is fine. It's it's wonderful. It's it's a great little movie from Disney that kind of, like, seemed to go under the radar a little bit when it yeah, first came it, out. but it's now following a little bit, but now, now it's, it's known as oh, the Halloween movie. I mean, when you go into Spirit of Halloween, there is so much licensed Hocus Pocus yes. shit. And I, and I fucking buy all of it. <laughs> what is my problem? I don't know. Um... <laughs> Anyway, so the the, the, the fo- you've seen this movie, Hocus Pocus. If you haven't, hang in there, you know, for the remainder of less than the, the boogus season. I yep. won't say much more, but just yep. hang with us. You're right. Um, I want to talk about the the star of the movie, Max, who is played by Omri Katz. Love him. Who we know from Erie, Indiana. Indiana. Yes. Yeah. So his, he is that prime age that we were talking about before with our Pete and Pete pick. Which is like he's kind of too old. He feels too old, and also like he's just moved to this town. He's moved to Salem, Massachusetts, from Los Angeles, so he feels out of place. He just got bullied. Uh, he really is not feeling the Halloween spirit, so he throws together like a really poor excuse of a costume, which is essentially just a baseball hat <laughs> it's and just glasses. Just a baseball. Did he bring? Okay, he did bring glasses. Yeah, he and wore like funny, sunglasses. Because when I was watching this as a kid, I was like. Okay, maybe he's going as an actor because everyone's calling him Hollywood, you know? Because he's yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that, maybe that was originally in there. I, you know, it's possible. Well, what's your take on it? What do you think he's supposed to be? Well, he says, uh, you know, when he's on the stairs and and uh, he's standing there with Danny, his sister, and and the mother and father are looking at them and talking about the costume. They're like, you know, Max, what are you supposed to be? And he's like, I'm a rap singer. Oh, and uh, I forgot about so, that. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 what's strange is that. I I always have I couldn't really put my hand around this so much. Yeah, was, was that um, later on in the film when they're trick or treating, uh, he runs into the bullies again, and the bullies start picking on him, and uh, they you know they're talking shit to him, and his little sister Danny comes out to defend him, <laughs> and says, "For your information, he's a little leaguer," and Wait. that's like right. So I don't. But I never really understood. So is, so is he a baseball player or is he a rapper named Little Leaguer? Right. So it, it's it's one of a thousand things here. It's either <laughs> his costume is that he's a Little Leaguer. He's a baseball player. Okay. Or he's a Little Leaguer in real life. He plays baseball in real life. And that's supposed to give him enough credit to clear him up with the bullies. I see. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not. That guy has ice shaved in the back of his head. Amazing. Um, <laughs> wonderful little movie. And I just want to give you a little something. I know that we're here to talk about the costume. First of all, that's a costume that I really roll my eyes at when the kids come to my house. Like you can have one piece of candy. There's always some kid with like a baseball hat or just like his hair sprayed blue. Like what are you supposed to be? And he just doesn't say anything. He doesn't even have a bag most of the time. He just puts his <laughs> hand out for the candy. I want that's when I want to terrorize. But um before I leave you with this, because we've all seen this movie, and I don't want to talk too much in depth about Hocus Pocus because, you know, we've got some plans here on the Boogus cast, but I won't go uh, too into depth here. Yeah, yeah. I just want to drop a little something that you may have not known here. The role of of Max, who, as we spoke who, uh, before, Omri Katz from Erie, Indiana, was originally offered to, do you know? I don't know, Macaulay Culkin? I don't know. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, whoa. And he turned it down because he wanted to do What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Well, that worked out for him. It worked out very well for him. He won awards for that shit, but yeah. I can't see anybody else 
as Max besides Omri Katz. Like, I can't really see anybody else filling that role besides I him. agree. And the fact that he's also in Erie, Indiana is it's, just... It's almost like a perfect transition. Yeah. You know? But I feel bad because it, it, he didn't have a whole lot in his career after that, you know? And and he's a totally fine actor as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, I wanted to stay in the world of daytime television and with these next couple picks. One is something that I found recently that I kind of became obsessed with. So there was this talk show um, in in Buffalo, New York. And shit, you may actually know what this is. It's WKBW TV local talk show. I do not know that one. This is from like the late 80s, and I think it ran until about mid-90s. But they had this Halloween special, and I, I can't remember what year it was, but it was the same year that uh, Child's Play 2 came out. So that kind of gives you some some uh, perspective <laughs> in the timeline. But uh, everybody who was uh, a part of the show, even the audience, dressed up. The two hosts dressed up as Lily and Herman Munster, and they, they looked pretty cool. But the guy I want to highlight is the announcer. Mm-hmm. He was dressed up as Mac Tonight. Holy shit. The moon guy from the McDonald's commercials that was like advertising their late night stuff. Who is portrayed by Doug Jones. Yes, that's that's very true. But this announcer guy's Mac Tonight outfit is on point. It is amazing. And he actually built it himself. At least that's what he said. Oh, God. That's what I was going to say. I I don't think he's probably... There's probably no chance that he actually knew Doug Jones and was like, can I borrow your mask for the, you know? I doubt it. No, it would look like it was made out of like uh, paper mache, but it was still spot on. Like the big glasses, the big smiling face, the big uh, quarter moon, the, the, yeah. the, the color was on point and everything. I love it. I love it. They used to really use some creativity to sell hamburgers to, to kids <laughs> back then. And I think actually Mac Tonight, ironically enough, what I think the marketing behind it, it was like, oh, we're at. We're not just for kids. Yeah, we do the kids meal. We also we're open late. So yep. if you're out there trying to bone, Mac tonight's here for when you're <laughs> get when yourself you're, a number two. Those two yeah. hamburgers. Hell yeah, Mac yeah. tonight. Just uh, the, like a. <laughs> I was gonna say just like a pair of titties. You got one in each hand. Two hamburgers. <laughs> Where are you gonna put the fries at? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> The other daytime television show I wanted to highlight is uh, Regis and Kathy Lee. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And I don't know if you watched it. Like I watched it with my mom whenever it was like, you know, summer break and stuff. And I was not allowed to have the TV quite yet until Regis and Kathy Lee was over. But okay. their Halloween shows or specials, I can't really call them specials, but their shows were pretty iconic in their own right, especially when it came to like daytime television because not many people did Halloween affiliated shows back then but there was one uh, in in 1994 it was Halloween day in 1994 Regis and Kathy Lee dressed up as each other so oh fuck yeah stay with me here Regis Regis, is great man rest in peace I I know seriously R.I.P. genuine uh, you know his comedic timing and the way he talks to people oh he's great he really was a genuine talent I mean I feel like when you become one of those people that are on TV every single fucking day, mm-hmm. people start to take you for granted. But he is a wonderfully talented man. Rest he really is. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace. But Regis dressed in drag as Kathy Lee. And it is amazing. Like, you have to stop everything you're doing and look this up. Because it is hilarious. And, uh, you know, Kathy Lee dresses up as as Regis. And they're both, like, playing off each other's personalities to, like, the nth degree. So they're really kind of exaggerating each other's personalities. So Regis is acting like, oh, Reg! When he's acting like Kathy Lee. And he's, like, all peppy and happy as Kathy, who's dressed oh, up look as... At this. Uh, yeah, yeah, you see it, and yeah. uh, Kathy is dressed up as as Reg uh, as Regis, and he's acting all annoyed with Kathy, and he's like, "Yeah, we're having some people come on to dance, whatever." Like, just giving this attitude that is so spot on. It's amazing. This is done really well. Yeah, yes. definitely look this up, folks. This is this is a uh, this is a piece of nostalgia that I did not have. You know, it's one of those yes. things. Like, I didn't even. How did I not know about this? This is right? wonderful. It's amazing. You guys got to look it up. But that's it. That's pretty much all I want to talk about with the daytime television. It's just very interesting time in the 90s to watch daytime television and to have that Halloween twist to it. Oh, yeah, dude. 
Halloween daytime television in the nineties. That's gonna be <laughs> that's my new podcast, folks. I'm doing a spin-off. I'm doing a spin-off <laughs> podcast. Uh you can it's called Daytime Television Halloween nineties. Perfect. It's not the name is pending. We're gonna work on that. <laughs> we'll um, get there. I'd like to briefly talk about an obscure movie by an obscure director. Uh, I I know that probably not a lot of people have seen it or heard of the director, uh, but I will fill you in, hopefully. Uh, and the movie uh, is a little movie from 1982 called E.T. by a director. Uh, Never heard of it. Steve, Stefan. Um, Stefan. Oh, Spy, Spyberg? Spy, Spyberg? Stefan Sp- Spyberg. Spyberg? Uh, how do you spell that? <laughs> yeah, okay. No, this is E.T., uh, Steven Spielberg, one of the greatest movies of all time. Yep. Uh, one of the most profitable movies of all time. One of Definitely, the most, especially for his career. One of the most marketed movies of all time. There's so many. My wife has a, a very extensive E.T. collection that fucking, you know, is starting to sh- shadow my, uh, overshadow my VHS collection a bit. Like, just of all these different vintage E.T. things. That's amazing. Again, this, this, this kind of lines up with Mean Girls a little bit. It's not explicitly a Halloween movie. But there is a trick-or-treating scene. You know, there is a Halloween scene. Yes. Um, and so you you will often see E.T. on the shelves of, like, when you go into Target around Halloween time, like, here's some Halloween classics. And you maybe if you haven't watched E.T. in a long time, you go, like, why is this in here? Because it's an alien? No, nah, maybe. But no, they, they, co- they cover Halloween. Please tell me you're talking about the Yoda costume. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm talking about the Yoda yes. costume. Yes. Oh, I love it. A lot it. of great costumes in this movie. Um you know, they're trying to, the kids are, Elliot and the, the kids are trying to sort of sneak E.T. around. So the, what better way to do it than on Halloween? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they cover him in a sheet to, to be a ghost. And he's also wearing clown shoes to cover up his alien feet. But uh, <laughs> as they're walking through the street, uh, E.T. starts to pass a kid who's dressed as Yoda from Star Wars. Yes. And uh, he, he he double takes at him and he recognizes him. And, he's, <laughs> yes. and he starts pulling away from the kids holding his hands and he's running towards trying to get towards Yoda and he's going home home yes home. It's, it's a total nod to George Lucas Absolutely in, in Star not to George Wars. Lucas because uh, as it turns out Spielberg and Lucas went to film school together and yep. they're they're actually close friends this nod was then later nodded back in uh, Phantom Menace uh, Lucas okay. puts in in the scene uh, early on in the Trade Federation, you can see very clearly there's three ETs in this. What? You know, there's th- yeah, yeah. You I did not that? catch that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Google that one. That's <laughs> okay. another one. Google. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the nod was retaliated. You know, when you're walking up the aisle of Target, you see somebody that you know, and you give them the the nod. The little nod. Yeah. They give you the nod back. Yep. It's That's exactly what like, they did. Um, Twenty five years or whatever the fuck. But yeah, he, <laughs> he nodded back in Phantom Menace, and he put some ETs in this film. That's um, awesome. But the costume is great. The E.T. costume looks like, I mean, obviously, it's one of the biggest films of all time. So they obviously had money. But they have yes. like a movie quality mask that this kid is wearing. You know, nobody in the 80s had a movie nope. quality fucking mask. Nope. They had that hard plastic shit that hurt your nose and your face really bad. <laughs> but it looked um, rad. <laughs> wonderful E.T. costume. Or wonderful Yoda costume in E.T. Definitely add that again to your early rotation when you're just getting into the season. There you go. For that. You watch E.T. The- yeah. and then you watch Mean Girls. Yep. And then by then you'll be ready for the real shit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Talking about the real shit, uh, I really wanted to focus an episode on like Halloween uh, promos with, with like uh, TV networks and stuff. But um, in the late 90s, early 2000, uh, Cartoon Cartoon Fridays ruled my Friday nights. Cartoon I, cartoons. Yep. I, I loved every single cartoon cartoon show that was on there. But uh, they had a Halloween special. I believe it was 2001. And uh, they typically had like a couple characters from a cartoon 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 uh, that would host the, the lineup of that night. But this night in particular, they had everybody. But each cartoon cartoon character was dressed up as a different cartoon cartoon character fuck yeah so so for instance uh chicken from cow and chicken dressed up as johnny bravo <laughs> i like that dude they did that on the they're doing that on the general mills halloween uh cereals this year oh i they're love having that. all the all the other mascots dressed as their favorite monster cereal that's amazing that's such a great idea and, and i yeah, love when they nod. when they do this um another one was like professor from powerpuff girls dressed up as uh ed from ed ed and eddie and it was pretty funny because they had to kind of tried to talk like them and act like them. So oh, it was man. just really funny to see Professor act completely opposite of what his personality was. That's a really tough voice acting job because it is. as a voice actor, 
you're doing a voice of somebody doing another voice. That's exactly. it's like you got to make your voice the, the, sh- the shape of an S. Yes. You know, I can't, I can't even really wrap my head around that. Yeah. Yeah. Cartoon, cartoon, wonderful. And that, it, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that will get your spirit boosted if you need it. Absolutely. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a little film that came out in 1984, two years after E.T. by mm-hmm. director John Avildsen called Karate Kid? Uh, I don't know. Is that the one with like, where they're like, wipe on, wipe off or something? Yeah, they're wiping their butts and stuff. <laughs> Duh, I've seen it. <laughs> okay. Well, so this is, this is a again, classic movie. I don't have to go into Karate Kid. Even if you haven't seen it, you kind of know what it's about. Yes. Um, uh, and in this film, the main character, Daniel, he is at the Halloween party. He is dressed as a shower. Yes, with a um, shower curtain and everything. Yeah, he has a, a shower curtain attached to his body that's like sort of lifted up above his head with the full rack. He's taken up a whole lot of space. Um, there's also some wonderful costumes worn by Cobra Kai. They're yes. all wearing these matching skeleton costumes, which in their own right are super iconic too. They are. They, yeah. They're wearing, they're kind of these tight white hoods, faces painted white and skeletons, you know, skeleton face painted on. Uh-huh. Um, I also... I don't have a lot to say about that costume because it's just Daniel dressed as a shower. But but, but it's why? very iconic though. Like yes. when I think it's of eighties iconic. Halloween costumes, my mind pretty much instantly goes to that one. While I have the soapbox, just give me ten seconds to say All right. that Daniel is a menace. Um, he <laughs> is positioned as the hero of the story. But I, I I encourage you to rewatch Karate Kid. Because Johnny is actually a really decent kid who had kind of a rough past, who's trying to turn around. He says it early on in the film, he said, this is his senior year. This is going to be my year. I'm going to turn around. I'm going to go in the straight and narrow. His, his first encounter with Daniel, Daniel just attacks him and, but over a stereo, you know? Yeah, something and, stupid, and, yeah. And da- Johnny doesn't even hit back. Johnny moves out of the way and moves in such a good karate way that Daniel falls on his face three times. And then finally, he retaliates with a kick. Daniel's a menace. They, they, they were all <laughs> fucked up in the 80s. We had Revenge of the Nerds. They were fucking raping people. And we, did, we thought, <laughs> oh you know, God. everybody was like, ah, yes. I throwing up the yuck. Hey, yes. you just fucking raped somebody in that fucking moon room, dude. Ridiculous. So, uh, actually, we did get our day because uh, Cobra Kai is out. And, and obviously, true. somebody with, at, who, with money and the powers that be uh, thought the same thing that I do, that fucking Daniel's a menace. Anyway, I don't want to get too sidetracked. Wonderful costume. Wonderful Halloween costume. Maybe be a shower if you don't have an idea. There you go. It's not that hard to put together. Go to, go to your local Home Depot or Lowe's. <laughs> well, uh, one of my last ones I wanted to talk about, and this one uh, I, I recently saw because I'm going back through and watching all these Halloween specials, but Step by Step, it was a TGIF show. Uh, they had a few cool Halloween episodes, but there's one in particular that had these two guys that were dressed up as Beavis and Butthead that came into a party that they that the family was throwing at their house. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. And these costumes, I can't really call them costumes because they really don't like go all out. It's very subtle, but their hair is on point. Their t-shirts are on point. The way that they walk, the way that they talk is perfect. It's like literally the life uh, life size or live action version of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, th- that's really fucking good. Amazing. Uh, I, you you kind of, I totally forgot about that. It kind of blew my mind. I, I remembered it, but I <laughs> forgot it was supposed to be a Halloween episode. Yes. Uh, yeah, wonderful costume. Should have possibly uh, turned into a live action spinoff, but. That's what I was getting ready to say. Know. I really was hoping that they would take this opportunity to at least shoot a pilot or something. Yes. Of course, I don't think it would have worked out, but it's just kind of like how like Bill and Ted had a, uh, a, a little bit of a, a live action TV show or Clerks had something like that. Like I was hoping that maybe it might be in line with that, a live action Beavis and Butthead with these two characters that were totally spot on. Yeah. The the sad truth, I, I don't think Mike Judge would ever go for that and no. that's probably for the better. Yes, um, But a boy can dream. Yep. <laughs> My last couple picks, I'm going to run through them briefly, but now we're in the thick of it. I, I have given you Mean Girls, which isn't, properly a halloween movie but it has a halloween scene same thing with et same thing with karate kid all these movies that just start so now we're in the thick of it these movies all take place on halloween proper and i want to start with a favorite of mine especially seasonally it's you know if any if any movie was going to take the place of hocus pocus as the 
uh, a Christmas story of Halloween. It would be okay. Trick or Treat 2007. Oh, yes. Uh, by Michael Absolutely. Doherty. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And you could do this because Michael Doherty, he actually did a wonderful job with this. I bet you you don't even know this, even if you've seen it a million times. Every kill happens off screen. Yes, um, kind of so, like how the original Halloween. You don't see any actual kills or blood or anything. Yeah, I, they would have to edit some shit out, but you could totally play this on TV and it wouldn't be butchered. Um, yes. I, so that's, that's, that would be my pick for the, you know, uh, the film of Halloween. But anyway, this is Michael Doherty's film, 2007. This was based on his short animated feature called Season's Greetings, which came out in 1996, short film. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of great costumes in this one because it takes place on Halloween. It shows a whole bunch of different people on the same night and in some instances crossing paths. Yep. Um, but I want to focus on the kids on the bus. <laughs> Such great costumes there. And they're all like kind of vintage looking and stuff. Yeah. Like, so, so yes, what, they hit what, hard. What Michael Doherty focused on in there is that a lot of times unintentionally creepy is creepier than intentionally creepy. Absolutely. Uh, meaning that... If I'm gonna give you so two versions of a clown mask, you have one that has big sharp teeth with blood coming out, and the other one is just a plain, you know, minimal clown. Yes. The plain minimal cr- clown is actually going to be a little creepier. creepier than yes, <laughs> so that's kind of what they played on with this. It's supposed to take place long ago. You know, it's a it's a flashback scene, um, kind of a, sta- a tragic story. Uh, these these parents of of kids with spe- uh, special needs they they felt like they couldn't take care of them so they hired the bus driver to drive off of the bus with all of these special need kids on there drive off the cliff in the bus i should say yeah i will say this is the scene in the movie that is the hardest to watch that's that's for sure yeah yeah they do i won't spoil it for you if you haven't seen it uh if you haven't seen it fucking see it i know if you you like halloween yeah please uh, yes they they get their comeuppance we'll just say it that way i won't spoil anything um but anyway the bus driver is uh mr krieg and he uh, you see all the kids on the bus with their old school, scary, unintentional. I mean, they're intentionally scary because it's a horror movie, but it plays on that unintentional, it's very, minimalist yeah, it's very mask. subtle. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a bunny. There's a vampire. There's like kind of this chubby, smiling face. There's a kid who's wearing a bag over his head, like a paper bag. Isn't there a devil one, like a Satan one? There's a devil okay, sitting okay. all the way in the back. There's a skull. There's a queen mask that's worn upside down. There's a very plain, scary clown, like I said. Um, and in this scene. You can see a uh, briefly a 1958 Plymouth Fury, which is the car from the movie Christine, a direct uh, oh. a direct call callback to Christine by Stephen. I King. did not notice that either. You're wow, you're introducing me to so many like Easter eggs. That's amazing. Yes. And uh, yeah, so I, I always just found that minimal masks were were creepier than you know things with big giant teeth. Here's here's this one for you, Bryce. What do you there think about you go. this? Oh, yeah, exactly. It's very minimal, very kind of stereotypical clown mask with a creepy-ass smile. Yeah, and this weird hair, like a synthetic hair. But it's way creepier than if I were to have a clown with big, sharp teeth. Agreed. Okay, Agreed. so those that's my pick for, for those costumes in that film. But see that movie if you haven't. Dear God, I know I say that after every pick, but fuck everything else <laughs> I said. If you have not seen Trick or Treat... Pause this podcast and go watch yeah, it now. Screw Mean Girls, screw E.T., yeah. watch Trick or Treat. Definitely. Don't screw Mean Girls in real life because I think they're all 17 in that film. Yeah, but, but definitely. they're a lot now. <laughs> 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 all right, man. I want to wrap up this episode with one of my favorite Halloween costumes from a TV show. And this TV show is Freaks and Geeks. And this is probably one of the most underrated, I don't know if I want to call it a sitcom, but it's kind of like in line with the adventures of Pete and Pete. Uh, It's very kind of coming of age story with all these characters that are in high school and they don't hold it back with their Halloween special. So again, it's kind of like adventures of Pete and Pete, Halloween-y. These kids are, you know, right in between the age where it's like, you're way too old to be go trick-or-treating. If you do and get caught, you're going to be made fun of for the rest of your life. But they decide, like, screw it. This is going to be our last year. Let's just, just go have some fun. So get some candy. And uh, Bill, which is the one who wears the glasses and, and kind of like the nerd out of the bunch, uh, dresses up as the bionic woman. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I caught an episode of that on TV. I've, I've been lately, I've been watching Spengooly every Saturday. Okay. And, uh, yeah, the, that Me TV picks up, you know, they put on those old uh, Bionic Man, Bionic Woman. Oh, I thought you were talking yeah. about Freaks and Geeks. So, but you watched it more recent. So, you probably remember how Bill looked, like his outfit and stuff. He actually looked pretty spot on, even oh, though he was yeah. totally doing drag. Like, it was pretty spot on. 
that show rules. I mean, everything about that show. Yes. And that is actually when we, when my wife and I started doing, instead of watching Halloween movies, uh, one every day for the month of October, we started doing Halloween episodes. And this, this okay. was actually uh, day one, the first year we did that. Oh, this, perfect, it's, perfect it, way to yeah. kick off the season. Yes. Really, we'll kick it off for you. And this is probably like the best moment in the series for me is when like they're all putting on their costumes and stuff and it cuts to Bill and he's putting on like this little dress suit, uh, this woman's dress suit and like a wig and stuff. And he goes as far as like acting out as a bionic, bionic woman. He's like acting like he's picking up the phone, like he's got an important call about a mission. And uh, so he's play acting when his mom actually catches him on the phone and just like completely ruins the moment. It is hilarious. Hey, your mom could catch you in the act and ruin the moment of something far worse. What, playing with your toys? Playing with your toys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. That's great. All right. So I have three picks left, but I'm just going to focus on one and I'm going to do honorable mentions to the other two because they they are both from my – they've both become my favorites of – to watch during this time of the year. Okay. Uh, so honorable mention number one, I'm going to spend very little time on this. Satan's little helper, 2004 directed <laughs> by Jeff Lieberman. Uh, he also directed squirm in 1976 and just before dawn in 1981. I did not know he did squirm. I yes. mean, that kind of makes sense now. <laughs> the, uh, the titular Satan in the movie is not really Satan. It's really just a guy, scary guy in a latex mask that looks like you would, you know, you'd find it in like party city or something like yes. that. Yes. Wonderful mask, wonderful costume. Uh, shitty, kind of shitty movie, but I love it. Um, Me too. <laughs> tr- try at it because it does a really good job of focusing on like they wanted to catch that Halloween spirit. So there's dead leaves in the in every shot and and mm-hmm. orange trees and stuff like that. So it does a really wonderful job. That's my first honorable mention. Second honorable mention is Murder Party 2007, directed by <laughs> Jeremy Saulnier, who also did. I'm only Blue laughing Rain. because. You watched this for the first time last year and decided that that was going to be your Halloween costume. <laughs> I watched it for the first time last year. Not only did I decide it was going to be my Halloween costume, but it became like top three favorite movies. I wow. really, I, I, I was not feeling Halloween last year, man. As much, you know, I was out of it, and this, I found this movie, and it did it for me. And I watched this movie. Almost every day last October. And wow. it really put me in the mood. Murder Party 2007. Uh, the main character, Chris, he makes a costume. He get, he finds an invitation on the, on the floor to a murder party. He's kind of, you know, that was my doggy running up to say hi. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, it, so it's this loner uh, named Chris. And he's he finds an invitation to a murder party. He decides to go. He makes this last minute uh, Sir Lancelot costume suit of armor made out of cardboard which is amazing uh, which is wonderful and i i, I <laughs> yes. made i made it for myself because i and watched it was that. spot on you did a great thank job you. Man. thank you so much i put it on twitter and actually the actor who played chris this guy named chris sharp he reached out he he said great job uh the director <laughs> reached out um jeremy, jeremy saulnier uh and Macon blair who was another actor in the film who went off to do kind of pretty big things actually he reached out too so i had a, i had basically the whole cast of this film wow. uh tweeting at me about my costume so yes that's amazing second honorable mention is murder party satan's little helper and murder party add them to your rotation if you're needing a spiritual boost my yes. final pick for the day is okay. 2001's fox family film made for tv based on rl stein book it's called uh-huh. when good when good ghouls go bad Ah, Christopher Lloyd. Yes, Christopher Lloyd. Yes. uh, As famed from Back to the Future. Um, This is directed by Patrick Reed Johnson, who also directed a favorite on the podcast, which is Spaced Invaders in 1990. Yes, holy shit, I didn't know that. he also directed Baby's Day Out in 1994. (laughs) And here's a weird little, like, glitch in the Matrix that I found here. In 1991, he directed an episode of Dinosaurs titled When Food Goes Bad. Oh, I do and remember that episode. He would later go on to make the movie When Good Ghouls Go Bad. Weird. In 2001. Is huh. it a coincidence? Is it a nod? Is it a glitch in the Matrix? I think there's a glitch in the Matrix. I think that the hologram. Why not? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we live it. in the hologram um, world. <laughs> another one. I'm giving you so much recommendations that you can't possibly take them all in. But maybe this will be the one. Um, another one to add to your Halloween rotation is When Good Ghouls Go Bad. Absolutely. It is a film about a, a town in Minnesota that does not celebrate Halloween. They explicitly do not celebrate Halloween because of a, a death curse on the town related to a tragedy that happened on Halloween many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Lloyd's character, Uncle Fred, he uh, opposes that and he goes twice as hard with his Halloween decorations celebrations. And so the costume that I want to focus on 
is Uncle Fred's costume that he's wearing at his house. When we're first introduced to him, he's like this crazy barbarian <laughs> fucking thing. But he also like he's wearing like a fake mustache. He looks like he Lem- is. He looks like Lemmy Kilmeister from Motorhead. He but he has does. a skull on his head and big horns. And he's and he's super animated. He's jumping and he's swinging the axe and he's screaming. He's uh. self described as an executioner. Yes. Wonderful costume. Actually, and I wanted to end it that way too because on the very first time we podcast together, you asked – one of the questions were is if you could wear one costume for the rest of your life. Uh, I believe that was be the it. question. <laughs> yes, Well, it was. Not, not this specifically but the uh, my answer was that it would be have to be a costume that ages with me. Yes. And the fact that Christopher Lloyd in this film is an old man – and he's dressed as a barbarian. It's scary if you went to the door and this old man was <laughs> screaming and swinging an axe around. Something about you can use your age in your costume, and he does yes. in this film. And it's one of my favorite film costumes of all time. Wow. Um, only to be outshadowed three years later in Mean Girls, in my opinion. Post-2000 <laughs> Halloween costumes, you've got... The Mean yep. Girls costume, and you've got When Good Girls Go Bad. That's it, and I think that's a perfect way to sum up this episode. All right, Scary David, we did it. That was like 20 different Halloween costumes, or at least give you an idea or a jumping point to figure out what you're going to wear this year to your Halloween parties. I totally forgot. I told you to call me Scary David on the top. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck okay, are you talking about? It's okay, Scary David. Shit. Okay, well, I guess I'm Scary David now, which is nice because Scary <laughs> David does not have any debt. He doesn't have yep. student loans and he lives in a graveyard. So that's wonderful. Um, yeah. Uh, happy Halloween season, everybody. I thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode, and I hope that you, you know, have a little uh, idea of what you're going to wear this season. Absolutely. And we will definitely be back for our Forever Boogus Halloween podcast. Uh, we have a couple episodes lined up. We're actually going to bring on a couple special guests from a different podcast uh, to talk about one of our favorite movies. Can't wait for that. That's going to be so much fun. And we have a bunch of other Halloween nostalgia goodies lined up for you. Yeah, and look out for the... Um what was it called? What's the spinoff podcast? Daytime 90s Halloween TV show? That's it. That was it. Look out for that spinout whenever, whenever the fuck. Can't wait for that, yeah. Scary David. Yeah. Hey, it's me, Scary David, your host of the 90s. <laughs> we're working on it. We'll, yeah. we'll work through it. We're getting there. <laughs> well, we can't wait to share more of that Halloween nostalgia with you. But until next time, be kind. Rewind. And stay, stay spooky. Scary David.